0: Hello New York Giants fans and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views Podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. A little something different for you on today's show. There were so many questions sent to the Big Blue View mailbag this week that there's no way I could possibly answer them all in the the saturday mailbag that always runs at bigblueview.com so today i broke some questions out and we're going to do a special mailbag edition here on the podcast let me set up how we're going to do this you know many of you when you send questions to the big blue View mailbag which you can do by emailing bigblueview at gmail.com or by dropping a question in Twitter using the hashtag BBVmailbag. Many of you like to, uh, l- let me say, make speeches when you send me questions. Many of the questions that I get are, are way too long for me to actually read the entire question on air. So what I have done is taken some of those questions and i've sort of boiled them down to their essential elements to the actual question that's being asked so i'm not going to read verbatim each question what i'm basically going to do is give you the the name of the questioner and the the boiled down version of the question and then i will give you uh, i'll give you my thoughts on that so uh, so let's uh, so let's dive right into it here giants fans Our first question comes from Ronald Buckheim, and I need to give you a little bit of background on this question. Ronald is a a bit of of a Wayne Gallman fan. Ronald has been emailing me for a while, going back to last season, talking about Wayne Gallman who had a nice season for the Giants a year ago, and wondering if Gallman would have been a better running back for the Giants than Saquon Barkley. He and I have disagreed on this on this particular topic in the past. And what Ronald is asking me this time is to revisit this topic, asking me if perhaps I underestimated Gallman who is now with the Atlanta Falcons and overestimated Barkley in answers to to questions previously about uh, about whether or not the Giants should move on from Saquon and replace him with a running back like Wayne Gallman. To answer that question, let me first acknowledge that Wayne Gallman had a nice season for the New York Giants last year. Let me also acknowledge that while Saquon Barkley was injured this season, Devontae Booker had a couple of very nice games for the Giants. Couple of games. Where he had more than a hundred yards of total offense and the running game was actually productive for the Giants, which it has rarely been throughout this season. Let me also say this. Wayne Gallman is not the long-term answer, never was the long-term answer. Gallman signed in the offseason with the San Francisco 49ers, did not make that roster, got picked up by the Atlanta Falcons, has played in six games this season for the Falcons, has a grand total of 28 carries for 104 yards, an average of 3.7 yards per carry. Wayne Goldman is not a number one running back in the NFL. He is a complementary rotational back who can be depth, who did a really good job for the Giants last year. I do not want to... Uh, I don't want to diss Gallman in, in any way. I don't want to sound like I don't appreciate the, how well he played for the Giants last season. But Wayne Gallman was not the long-term answer. The real question here is, did I perhaps underestimate or overestimate Saquon Barkley? The answer to that from my perspective is I don't think so. Because when I look at Barkley versus Booker versus Gallman. Versus Alfred Morris versus Eli Penny versus Gary Brightwell versus whoever. The, the answer to that in, in prior discussions has been based on the potential on the upside of Saquon Barkley. I think that as long as Barkley is under contract with the Giants, they have to use him as their featured back, as their primary back, simply because of the upside. Now, Barkley has not played to his potential this season. He has not played to the level of what I always call the all caps version of Saquon Barkley. I don't know if that player still exists. I hear lots of, of commentary. Carl Banks and others have wondered if Saquon is shying away from contact. If he really, you know, if he, is a little leery of getting hit after all of the injuries that he suffered. I don't know. What I do know is that Saquon Barkley of 2021 has not shown to be the same player that that Saquon Barkley was in 2018, that he was before he suffered leg injuries in three consecutive seasons. Does that player still exist? Saquon continually tells us that it does, but we have not seen it yet. He needs to show us that. I believe the Giants will continue to give him opportunities to do that for the remainder of this season, probably through next season as well. I don't know. I get asked all the time about whether the Giants should sign Saquon to a long-term second contract. Right now, my answer to that is no. But in, in answer to Ronald's original question, I don't think I overestimated Barkley because what I, what I said is that the idea of going with Barkley is based on the potential upside of Barkley at his best. And let's acknowledge that we haven't seen that. We haven't seen anything close to the Barkley of 2018 this year. All right. Our next question comes from Bob Donnelly, who is another regular contributor of questions to our big blue view mailbag. And this time, Bob wants to know basically who is responsible for the ultimate decision that the Giants made to go with a young, unproven offensive line this season and and not to supplement it, you know, with any, with any draft choices. Giants obviously didn't choose any linemen in the 2021 draft and the offensive line has has been uh, a disaster is the only way to put it so in answer to 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 your question Bob I look at it this way the ultimate decision goes on the resume of general manager Dave Gettleman he's the ultimate guy who the general manager is ultimately responsible for the roster. So ultimately that decision goes on Gettleman's ledger. Now, Joe Judge had to have a good amount of input into that decision. One of the things that that I always think about Dave Gettleman is that Dave Gettleman tries very hard to work with his coaching staffs. I always thought that Many of the moves that Gettleman made during the Pat Shermer era were moves that were made to give defensive coordinator James Betcher players that he wanted. There were several players brought in from the Arizona Cardinals: Antoine Bethea, Kareem Martin, Dion Buchanan, several other players. I think Marcus Golden was one as well. Players that that I believe. Gettleman would not have chosen on his own. I believe Gettleman would have gone in other directions. He might have kept Devon Kennard instead of Kareem Martin. He might have signed someone like Trey Boston, a former Carolina Panther player he drafted, instead of Antoine Bethea. But I believe that Gettleman tries maybe to a fault to listen to his coaching staff and give the coaching staff The players that they want. I think that that's an important thing to do, but I think that sometimes you have to be willing to overrule the desires of your coaching staff. And I have often wondered if Dave is actually willing to do that or if he just looks at it and says, this is what they want. This is what I will go and get. Dave has often referred to, to his job as being support staff for the coaching staff, not as being Sort of the the overseer or or the boss of the coaching staff. He has referred to to what he does as being support staff. So I wonder about that. But ultimately, that responsibility goes on the ledger of, of Dave Gettleman. And and there's really no way for me to to put percentages on how much influence Jason Garrett might have had, how much influence Judge might have had. Uh, whether or not Freddie Kitchens or Rob Sale had any input into that, there's really no way for me to judge that. The only thing we know for sure is that it goes on Gettleman's resume. Next up, Giants fans, we're about to get into several questions regarding Dave Gettleman, regarding the future of of the general manager position regarding the future direction of the franchise. Before we do that though, let's take a short break for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. We'll be right back and dive into those questions. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Giants fans, Ed Valentine back here on the Valentine's Views podcast. And we are going through some mailbag questions in a special Big Blue View mailbag edition of your Valentine's Views podcast for this Friday Let's uh, let's dive into some some Dave Gettleman GM future of the franchise questions here there were several of them from different angles and what we'll get to we'll get to a few of those right now Jeff Newman, another regular contributor to our Big Blue View mailbag, is worried about the idea of the Giants bringing in a GM while keeping Daniel Jones at quarterback and Joe Judge at head coach. And he asks if there's any possibility that the Giants would promote from within for just a year, giving that GM, whether it's Kevin Abrams or Kyle O'Brien or Chris Pettit or, or whoever giving that person the interim GM label and sort of a one-year trial with Judge, with Jones, and then making a decision long-term whether to go forward with any of them, perhaps bringing in a new coach, new GM, and new quarterback for the 2023 season. Jeff, I just don't think that that is a realistic possibility. I don't think that you can leave the franchise in that sort of limbo for a full season. I think that there are people who want to see the Giants sweep everything out, start fresh. I thought that the Giants could have and probably should have done that way back after the 2015 season. I thought that if they were going to remove Tom Coughlin they probably should have also removed Jerry Reese at that time and probably should have also moved on from Eli Manning, clean sweep, start over. I think that perhaps the franchise would be farther along at this point had they done that, but they did not. And uh, that's sort of uh, you know, something we can't change at this point. It's something I will always believe that that was the the perfect time for the complete Overhaul for the complete franchise restart. Thought the Giants missed their opportunity there. I think the Giants believe in Joe Judge. I think they still think that Daniel Jones can be a good quarterback given the right circumstances. And and let's be honest, the circumstances around Jones have been uh, far, far from ideal. During his uh, two and a half seasons as Giants quarterback. But back to the GM question, I just don't think that a, an interim label for a full year is, is something that, that helps the franchise. It leaves everything at sort of a standstill. So I, I just don't see that as, as a realistic option. Along that same line of thinking, Wayne Mirsky wants to know, who would take the GM job for the Giants if they're going to be forced to keep Joe Judge as head coach and Daniel Jones as quarterback for at least the 2022 season? And and Wayne, the answer to that is I think there are a lot of people out there who would take that job. First and foremost, I think there are still a lot of people who believe Daniel Jones can be a good quarterback. I don't know. I don't know that there's anyone out there who believes he can be a star, but I also believe that that people still feel like he can be at least a, a mid-tier NFL quarterback. I also believe that a lot of people would look at the Giants situation and believe that because of the salary cap space which the Giants are already projected to be I think 9 million over an estimated 2 million dollar cap and the fact that there aren't any real superstar type quarterbacks there's no Trevor Lawrence in this draft class there is no Justin Herbert in this draft class that the best option for the Giants would be to take those two first round picks build with stud players on the offensive line on the defensive side of the ball build the franchise Get the salary cap under control. And if Daniel Jones is not the long term answer, then you look for that long term answer in 2023. Listen, when it comes to the GM job, there are a lot of guys out there who would love to be general managers. There are a lot of guys out there who have worked with Joe Judge and have respect for Joe Judge. A lot of guys from the New England coat, from the New England. Front office tree, or at least trained, I should say trained in the, the New England Patriots way of doing things, way of thinking, which would of course correspond with Judge, who was a long time Patriots assistant. I, there are only 32 NFL general manager jobs. There are only a couple of them that come available every year. There's not nearly as many GM jobs that come available as head coaching jobs. There are plenty of guys who would take that job. There are plenty of guys out there who have respect for Joe Judge and who think that Judge can be a quality head coach. It may be ideal, and, and I do agree that it is ideal, to bring in a head coach and general manager at the same time, if you possibly can do that, sort of tie them at the hip. In this particular case, I think Giants ownership still believes in Joe Judge. They still want to give him more time. It is not unheard of. It is it is something that that NFL teams do. Bring in the general manager, let him... Look at the landscape. Let him see what he's got. Let him make his own judgment for a year on the head coach, on the quarterback. And then you make decisions from there. Then, and, and and again, to keep in mind, Giants ownership hires the head coach. So ultimately the GM isn't going to say the head coach has to be fired. The GM is going to go to ownership and say, and, and make a recommendation and then ownership is going to make that decision and the same with a head coaching search the gm is going to make recommendations and ownership is going to make that decision but in terms of the question there's no doubt that there are plenty of people out there who would take the job whether whether they're if you want to use the term saddled with joe judge and daniel jones that that's your opinion but uh, but there would be no shortage of candidates if and when the Giants do need to, uh, to find a replacement for Dave Gettleman. Next up is a question from Florian Cortez who wants to know what I would want to know from general manager candidates in regards to their long-term vision for the franchise. In particular, if Joe Judge does not work out as head coach and Daniel Jones does not work out as the long-term quarterback. Florian, in terms of Joe Judge, I think the first thing you ask an incoming general manager candidate is what his list of potential replacements looks like. Every GM candidate is going to have those. Every ownership group is going to have those. And what you want to know from a GM candidate is, What kind of head coach he might be looking for if if the Giants were to decide to move on from Joe Judge? Does he want a college guy? Does he want a guy with experience? Does he want another young first-time head coach? Who are the people on his list that he would be most interested in, that he would be really comfortable working with? You really need to know that from a GM candidate. So, so that's one thing you want to know. You also want to know what his plan would be at quarterback. Would he like to go into the draft? Would he want to, uh, to pursue options for a big time veteran quarterback? I think you always have to be flexible there. I don't think you can, you can make a hard and fast plan, you know, a year or two ahead of time, but you want to know, you know, coming into the job, you want to know what he thinks of Daniel Jones what he thinks the, the future might be and, and who he thinks might be the the quarterback options down the line so those are questions that i would want to, uh, that, that i would want to ask a GM candidate uh, to begin with more importantly though i think i would want to know from a GM candidate what he thinks from the outside of the Giants organization there are a lot of people a lot of analysts out there who believe that the Giants are behind the times, that the Giants scouting department needs to be revamped, that, that the Giants need some new blood, that they need new ways of thinking when it comes to scouting, when it comes to evaluating college and pro talent, when it comes to evaluating their own talent, when it comes to, to using and developing analytics, All of those things that, that, uh, that many of, of the successful teams are doing really, really well. There are a lot of, of analysts out there who believe that the Giants are behind the curve in a lot of ways. So what I want to know is, is coming into the, uh, coming into the process, what does a potential GM candidate think of the organization? What does he think of the people in the front office? Who would he like to bring in? Would he like to sweep out the scouting staff and and bring in his own people? Can he work with the guys who are there? What would he, how would he go about modernizing the analytics department if that needs to be done? How would he change the college scouting process? What is that candidate's approach to free agency? Does he believe in big spending? Does he believe in supplementing with smaller pieces? Which, to be honest with you, is, is the way that, that I would prefer things to be done, not giving out big guaranteed contracts to, to players. You know, as, whenever you can avoid that, I think that's a good thing to do. The Giants, unfortunately, have not been uh, able to do that largely because of, of the draft mistakes that they've made over the years they've had to go out too often and try to to fix their roster in free agency and we've seen over and over that that may work in the short term but that that is not a sustainable way to to fix and build and develop a roster so i would want to know those things from a general manager candidate as well i think that that is really really key is what does that candidate think of the organization and what kind of people it needs to, uh, to turn things around and, and be more successful than the Giants have been in recent years. Our final question comes from Jeffrey Bergman. Jeffrey wants to know what I would do with the coaching staff and front office if I became GM and who are the core players on the roster who I think I would want to build around. Jeffrey, first and foremost, I think Joe Judge is staying as head coach. I think I would support that um, um, because personally, I think that the Giants need to continue to try to build this roster. I think they need to get off of this merry-go-round of giving a coach two years and then moving on. Judge is a, a young coach with a lot of respect around the industry. Things have not always gone well for him in his in his 2 years with the Giants. There are a lot of things that I think ha- have been done incorrectly. There are a lot of things to clean up in terms of in-game management. Sometimes his messaging to uh, to to the fan base is, is a little bit uh is a little bit off. I think that there are a lot of things that that he can learn still, but I, as a GM, I would want to give Joe Judge more time. I would want to give it a year to see if I can work with Joe Judge, to see if we can get things pointed in the right direction, and, and then I would want to make a decision from there. If if things didn't go well in that first year, then I would go to John Mara and Steve Tisch and say, you know, I think we need to go in a different direction. Let's, let's open up a search and, and, you know, here are the guys I would like to bring in, you know, for interviews and, and we go from there. Uh, same really with, with Daniel Jones. I would, I don't think 2022 is a year where you really want to be in the quarterback market. I know that there are rumors about Russell Wilson. The problem with the Russell Wilson rumors is maybe you could get Russell Wilson for those two first round picks or maybe, you, but do you really want to do that? Do you really want to, to bring in a quarterback who's already in his mid thirties and, and not have first round picks to supplement the roster? Even if you could get Wilson for, let's say one of those first round picks and Daniel Jones, which to be honest, I think is a is a reasonable offer. You have this the issue of the fact that Russell Wilson makes a lot of money. The Giants are already over the projected salary cap for next season, something that I mentioned earlier in the broadcast. You would be in a situation where you have to remove several highly paid veteran players from this roster, you would be bankrupting the roster of talent. There are already a couple of moves the Giants are going to have to make that they probably would rather not make in terms of removing players from the roster or not keeping players that they might like to keep. But if you bring in a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you have to cut even deeper, and you would be cutting – you would be cutting so much meat off the bone. You would be cutting into the bone. You would be cutting players. You would be bankrupting this roster of talent, and 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 why why would you want to do that? Why would you want to put a two or three man roster around Russell Wilson? Why would Russell Wilson want to come to New York under that circumstance? So it's a Russell Wilson deal is not one. That, that I see as realistic. So I think that the, the, the better option for 2022 is you stay with Daniel Jones. You see if it's going to work. You make your own judgment once you get into the building and get inside and, and, and really focus on, on him every single day. And then you go into the quarterback market in 2023 when the draft classes is, is supposed to be deeper. And, you know, if you decide that Jones isn't your answer, then you go look for your guy in, in that draft class. When it comes to, to core players on offense, you have Andrew Thomas at left tackle. I've said in other, other places, other formats, I think he's the only offensive lineman you have that you absolutely guarantee that you want to go forward with. You have Kadarius Toney who could be a cornerstone building block player. We see immense talent. What we what we need to see from Kadarius Tony is the ability to stay on the football field. I don't know if Daniel Jones is a cornerstone player. I think you use 2022, if you're a new GM, you use 2022 to find out if Daniel Jones, and by extension, if Saquon Barkley are cornerstone players. To be honest with you, Beyond that, I don't see cornerstone players on, on offense. On defense, you have Leonard Williams, who still is in what would be considered the prime of his career. I would consider him a cornerstone player. I would consider Dexter Lawrence a cornerstone player. I might consider Aziz ojalari a cornerstone player. Xavier McKinney is a cornerstone player. Those are the players that, that you want to really build around. Those are the guys who you want to, you know, obviously you're already p- pay- paying Leonard Williams a lot of money, but the rest of those guys are guys that you probably want to, to get to sign second contracts with the Giants. You want those guys to be long-term players. So, so there are a few. There obviously are not enough, not anywhere close to enough. You need to continue to acquire young talent. You need to continue to build this roster. I think that there are so many decisions that need to be made in terms of veterans who, who need to either get their contracts restructured or, or need to, uh, or, or that that the Giants are going to need to to move on from lots and lots of decisions to be made. But when it comes to those core players, Jeffrey, just not a lot, not nearly enough, and, and that is one of the reasons why the Giants are four and eight, why they are again steamrolling toward a double-digit loss season, and, and why Dave Gettleman is is likely to retire. And uh, and the Giants are likely to have a new GM next season. All right, Giants fans. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this version of the Valentine's Views podcast. As always, I thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Take care of each other. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye